I think my staff's getting tired of me quoting Mark Sean Lynch, but like he still said it best. Like he's about that action, right? Like, like on purpose, no matter where the location of the pitch is, you crazy fool. Like I'm telling you right now, there is not one hitter on the planet. Fellas, fellas, fellas. I don't know about that, but you know what? I'll save it for 12 months from now. We'll talk about it in 12 months. <laughs> that dugout we got Bo and Joe coming up next on the farm system right here right now Joey haircuts <laughs> back on the mic for another week listen like Lazarus we, re we rise we rise yep. okay I know there's been a little bit of craziness going on but uh we back ready to rock, back ready to perseverance rock. baby feeling a little froggy you already know what it is I mean here we are so uh in any case, you know we got a we got a substitute teacher again today. Yes, yes, yeah, baby. I'm starting to love podcast days. Yeah, yeah. you got substitute, the substitute teachers. Substitute teacher. This time it comes from NCIS. Okay, Ooh, not from house, okay. but from NCIS. And I want you to listen to what the doctor says when this all comes through. All right. So here we go. We're gonna do a little. Here we go. Let's get over here. All right. Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. Yes, but are you absolutely positive? Science doesn't lie, Ducky. No, but in my experience, it often can be misleading. Abby. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yep. On a second. Let me, let me, yep. let me bring that back for you. He said, are you absolutely sure? And then she said, she said, science doesn't lie, Ducky. And then he said, yes, but in my experience, it can be often misleading. Yep. Oh, That's ain't that, powerful right there. Ain't that the truth? Ain't it 100%. the truth? Something different. Yep. It, 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 we, got, we got to take this all in. We got to take it all in. 100%. Where <laughs> you? Where are you? Where do you want to go with this one? Obviously, there's a million different rabbit holes we can go with this. Oh, when you when 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 my boy Joey Cunha was supposed to be relaxing and taking it easy, yeah, I'm sure when you saw that clip, you thought, "Oh man, this would be perfect for this." Well, what you got? This is what I got. This is what I got. I said, "Man, there's all these people with all this new school stuff talking about." Talking about speed. Remember, we did that episode, Speed, baby. Speed, baby. Speed, baby. Um, yep. We did that episode. Um, the problem is, the problem we got here, there, Boski, yep. is that it's often misleading. Man, I'm not saying the numbers are wrong. They're not right. wrong. The numbers aren't wrong. Right. Maybe how we're measuring them sometimes. Maybe they're wrong. Right. Maybe we're measuring the wrong things. OK, but but the main thing here is, is that they're often misleading. I want to get into that. I want to talk about how speed is often misleading or even to other numbers as well. But we're going to stick to speed because that's the big topic right now. There's a lot of people like just swing hard. Just do it. Right. Swing right. harder. Swing For harder sure. so that you can swing harder. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I think it's, and we get into it this way, but I think it's misleading because that's not 
once again, it's like you lose sight of the forest for the tree, right? You're not you're not necessarily looking at the full picture. That's like looking at a Van Gogh painting and looking at the small left corner and thinking it's art. Like you're not studying the full picture here. And and just like we talked about before we got on the call, not even related to baseball. We like to choose confirmation bias about what we know in the scope that we know. Right. And it's not wrong. Uh, Joey and I are not saying it's wrong because that you can quantify it. The speed gains, it's true, but it's not always telling the full picture. Yeah. Right? And, so, so I, I wanted to get into, I wanted to give, I wanted to give a, uh, uh, an example. I wanted to give yep. an example. Let's start here. Right. So, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. So somebody's driving through the neighborhood thinking that everybody wants to hear what they want to hear, uh, in the car. So, um, any case, <laughs> okay. So, um, um, think about like, if you were going to, if you were in the gym, right. Mm. And, um, if you're in the gym, if you're in the gym and you look over and this guy's doing like lat pull downs or something. Right. And he's like, I mean, just wig all over the place, awful form, all this stuff. Right. But he's pulling this weight. Okay. It is true. Right. It is true that he is pulling and creating that much force. That is true. Oh, that's on me. That's on me with the no silence there. Um, <laughs> right. That is true. Right? right. It is. Now he's creating that much force, but how is he creating that much force? Right. right. It's by again, compensating with again, all the momentum he's using, right. He is creating the same amount of force. And so this is something we're going to actually dive into on biomechanics too, that we have coming out here soon, but I'm going to show how athletes that compensate, they are creating a large amount of force. And when it comes in the force, we're talking about speed here, right? Because you need force for speed, right? right. So they're creating, could be very similar amounts of speed, right? As these other guys are creating, but how they're creating it is very different, right? right. And it's one thing, even too, we already know that we would say, Hey, don't do that in the gym because you're most likely going to get hurt. Right. Because it's not efficient. Right. It's not good technique. Right. And the guy's probably going to get hurt. Right. And also too, you're probably going to be working muscles and muscle groups and all the other things that you're not really trying to work and you're not going to get the effect that you really want. Right. So that's right. also a very big deal. Right. That's also a very big thing. So when we're looking into this and we're looking into um, these breakdowns, it's like we want to, when we look at speed, we want to understand that, yes, creating the same amount of speed is one thing, but yes, we also need to be very conscious of the technique that we're using to create those speeds because that technique, again, let's say you can do that at lower weights, right? You can do that at a certain level of weights, but you're never going to be, if you want to play in the big leagues or you want to be, again, uh, a top level uh, deadlifter or whatever, all these other things, right? There obviously is a certain um, level of technique that you need to be able to have to compete at that level, right? You're not right. going to lift uh, like an idiot, right? And go and, you know, pull the most weight in the world, right? Or be one of the top elite athletes uh, lifting right. like an idiot when it comes to power, right? And it comes For sure. to those speed uh, creations. Right. And we used to have this argument too. I, I, I like comparing it to the weight room because I think it's easier for us to conceptualize. And I think yeah. we've advanced pretty far in the weight room. We used to have this argument. We used to talk about Ronnie Coleman, 
Right. Ronnie Coleman can pull down. Let's say he can pull down 300 pounds, which I'm sure he can do a lot more. Yeah. But let's say he can control it. He's hitting the, the muscle he wants to hit. He's not recruiting. He's not compensating. He's not compromising any other of the movement patterns in the muscle groups. Right. We got kids at our school that could pull down 300 pounds mm. and thought they were Ronnie Coleman. But in the meantime, their legs are getting hit, their quads, their neck sore. Now they can't walk or hit for two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And I think when we look at that as baseball coaches, we say, yeah, that's that's right. We can all agree that he's not performing the task the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to the swing and we start talking about speed and we start talking about these different technique theories, it's like, no, that's not the same. But in reality, isn't it? Yeah. If we're compromising all the movement patterns and the technique to get there, how mm-hmm. is that not the same correlation? Yeah. And I'm not saying because you can quantify it on a, on a graph or exit velo or all this that it's wrong because right. I, I bet you people do increase their speed. But yeah. what are you compromising with that technique pattern? Correct. And I was going to say that, for example, look, I'm not saying that we don't need to get that strong right, to compete at that level. That's not for what sure. I'm saying. I'm not saying that we don't need to move and rotate that fast. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, is that, uh, for example, one of the tweets that I was, I'm thinking of is, is just more so thinking of, okay, well, we focus purely, right? Again, look, and this is coming from the guys over at Driveline. And look, I have a lot of respect for them. I understand exactly why uh, they're looking. And again, they're right when it comes to the data. My perspective on that, another layer deeper, is you're right. We do need to hit these speeds. And speed is important. And I, I level with you there. Now, The big thing, though, with that, though, the layer underneath that is what happens is, and this is why I always say focus on technique first, then work on uh, athleticism or like more speed. And then also, again, strength, absolute strength at the very top. We talked about that pyramid, right? But the reason we talk about this is, again, just like if you were to go into a weight room, right? The first thing you would do wouldn't be like, hey, how much weight can you pull? Hey, how fast can you move this? No. The very first thing you would work on is form. Then we could add speed right? Then we can add, again, more complicated, more athleticism, more, uh, um, um, more noise to the system. We can add all this diversity to the system. But, but um, when it comes, and then also too, then we can add absolute strength, right? Okay, we can be agile, we can do all these things. But now I want you to throw it as hard as you can. Or again, I want you to have like pure power, uh, which again, also is correlated over with speed, there is some overlap there, right? But the thing is, is we wouldn't purely go in and just say, how fast could you move this and how hard can, and how much weight can you pull? Because the guy's going to have terrible form, especially when he's not strong enough to move that way yet. Right? right. So like, that's a very big thing. And then also, also just us, us understanding that again, on another thing is like the perspective is this, okay, well, speed's very important. We need to get to these speed levels. Why don't we train speed? Well, now what we're saying is, is that every hitting coach from the beginning of time. And again, what does every hitting, what does every hitter? Bo, what did we want to do in BP? Again, before we understood what it correlated with results, of course, everybody wants to spin and just yank balls out of the yard. Of course, everybody wants to do that, right? So what happens is, is we look at this data and it says, like, look at all these guys pulling the ball at high exit velocities, right? And man, these guys are big leaguers. But the problem is, is again, even with that is, again, um, I actually like that uh, Trey Hannum came up the other day and he was talking about like the top hitters in the league with the highest averages have EVs to all fields who would have thunk it right? It's not just pool side. Now, again, there's still going to be more, uh, a lot of guys will be more heavier pool side, but again, there's a lot of guys that are more, uh, even if they're heavier pool side, they still have high EVs to the middle of the field, right? So 
And some guys are more, um, again, just gap to gap, right? Which is every coach has been saying since the beginning of time is that these guys that hit for high averages and which again, they correlate over with high exit velocities to all fields, right? Are high, having higher batting averages. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I say all those things to say is that what happens is, is again, in baseball, when we're trying to hit something that's moving through the air and we're trying to create all of this force when we sacrifice technique to do so, yes, we may be able to match the speed, but we can't match the angles that are being created. And we also, again, uh, I can't, uh, because we don't have the technique, we're not going to have the same results. So yes, we did match the speed, but the problem is, is the speed wasn't the only attribute that was playing into what we're doing. And I know, and I just want to state this before uh, someone starts uh, screaming, especially if you're a huge driveline fan. Again, have a lot of respect for driveline, just going a layer deeper, right? And also what I would say to that, the counter I know that a lot of people say, well, why can't we work on both? You can work on both, just like you can get stronger and have good technique. You can work on both and get that. Now, the thing is, though, you're going to gain speed slower. Why? Because you're not compensating. Of course, you can pull more weight quicker if I started compensating and yanking my entire body. And as the rest of my body got strong as well, of course, I'd be able to pull more weight, especially if that, my, that was my only focus. Imagine us going into a gym and me being like, Bo, your whole goal here is to pull this much weight by the end of three weeks from now, six weeks from now. This is your only goal. I don't care what technique you use. I don't care what you do. This is your only goal. You're going to hit those marks great right but then you're going to come in week four ah man my lower back's Oops. starting to hurt oh man you know what and i'm getting stronger but i'm not getting i'm not getting stronger like in the in my areas that i'm trying to get stronger you know again i'm getting um i'm, I'm, I'm not isolating my my lats or i'm not doing again whatever my exercise is and again like i'm not actually getting stronger at those and then when somebody constrains it which is what happens when you get in the big leagues right Someone constrains it and says, not only can you pull this much weight, but you have to pull it at this speed, right? And also, too, um, not on top of that, you have to be adjustable, right? Where, again, if it takes you all this momentum and you have to swing it and do all this counter movement before you can pull the weight down, well, now when all of a sudden when it gets into real world, it doesn't play, right? Because right. I, I, the technique that I was using to create that speed and that power, right, it doesn't work in this environment, right? right. So I want speed that plays not just raw speed and athleticism, because again, I can go get a football player or somebody that can rotate or, and again, those guys aren't the greatest rotators, but I can go get someone that can create the same amount of force. It doesn't mean that they're going to be able to hit. Right. Like, nowhere close. For sure. I think it, I think a good way that I think about this when it comes to the weight room is like, I always used to preach control the weight through the move. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and, and go back to the bodybuilders again, you look at those guys and they're doing isolation pull downs. It's lightweight. Those guys mm -hmm. are freaking Volume. big, huge, yeah. but it's lightweight because they need to control the movement. It's just mm -hmm. like people talk about barrel control. How can I control the barrel? Well, there's a certain speed. Once you get to a certain speed, you can, can control the barrel through the zone and have adjustability. That's like operating the weight at a certain level to get mm -hmm. strength, right? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the argument I used to have is people say, well, can't we train barrel control? Can't you can train barrel control? You can only control the barrel at the speed that allows you to control the barrel. It's mm -hmm. just like the law of diminishing returns. If I'm compensating 
and I'm pulling, there's a reason that those guys can't hit the ball to all fields that because wasn't that thing showing like the top 30 there was their biting averages were like middle to low to the yeah, pull side yeah they were yeah there was uh the the batting averages for the guys that are all high pull side evs had really low like batting averages like uh like again below average um in the mlb because they can move fast but they can't control the barrel there's no adjustability that's like moving a lot of weight mm-hmm. and you have a limited window to make contact Right. Well, yeah. And, and, and again, it's also the direction that they're, they're heading also too. look, if you could only hit for power in one and for, or speed or create speed in one angle, then they're just going to shift the defense. Now, mm-hmm. if you only hit the ball hard to the pull side, then when they do, they play it again. We've done this, the lefty since the beginning of time, right? All these guys that are spinning and yanking balls. Again, you play all this, you shift everybody over, right. And you force them to do that. Or, and again, this is where it starts to come into game strategy as well. Right. Then you also, they just talked about that with Gary Sanchez, Again, how long have we been talking about that? Again, making them respect your full game. What happens with Gary Sanchez? Why another big reason that Gary Sanchez doesn't get a lot of hits, even though he hits the ball really hard, is that they play him back on the grass on the infield. Right. Why? Because he's not going to bunt, you know? So again, it's not that he's he needs to bunt because again, he could hit for so much power. Yeah, he can, but the problem is he's not even getting the hits that he would be getting because he's hitting the ball hard because they're not respecting, he has nothing to respect. There's no speed, there's no skill of dropping down a bunt, right? So yeah, it's not that we should never bunt, right? There's a there's a strategic reason for bunting. I remember Bo, I used to do that where I'd hit a jack and then my next day B, I'd drop a bunt down, drop a drag, and beat it out. Not because it's yep. so much, even if I didn't got out, who cares? It didn't matter. My point was to show them that I will drop it down. Don't play me back on the grass. You need to respect my game. You know, I can do both. I can do both. I can hit a jack and I can lay it down, you know? Right. So play me fair, play me fair, yep. right? That's like, yep. that's like, that's like, for example, if you're playing in the NBA, LeBron comes up to the three point line and everybody just crowds the crowds, the key. What is he right. going to do? Okay, I'm going to shoot a three. Wow. Pull up. And he wasn't wow. always like that, though. Yeah. It, early on in his career, they did that. Yeah. They said, okay, we'll give it to you. Because he was a run-trick pony. He was the Gary Sanchez. Mm-hmm. He started to say, oh, I need to work on my mid-range. Right? Yep. And it's it's more of a close skill. So I, I yep. don't we don't need to get in that argument. But yeah. at the same time, I used to do the same thing. Like the scouting report, I read the scouting report from after I graduated from school in the KCAC. And they said that. They said, if he hits a home run, expect for him to bunt guess how many doubles i got from that third baseman being even on the back yeah after i hit a home run for so sure. i just took it exactly you know what i'm saying exactly so. and that's and that's a big thing is it opens up the field for you everybody always always thinks because you're getting out that they're only looking at it from one surface because i'm getting out that means that it didn't work no 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 i'm dropping it down to place that in their head where again same thing when you're fighting sometimes i'm throwing a punch even if it doesn't hit them but I hit his arm and he blocks it. If he, if when I hit him, he's like, Oh, I don't want him to hit me in the body like that. So later on, what do I start doing? I start blocking my body and then it opens up a headshot for me to throw hooks or it opens up other things. You got to learn to set stuff up. And that's another thing is that you're looking in the data, the, how we set things up. You're seeing guys hit balls hard with EVs and you're seeing doubles and whatever, but what is creating those is how the, the defense is, is uh, set up. So you have to look into all those factors. Now, again, like I kind of want to refocus and not get too far into game yeah, theory. Yeah. Um, no, I was about to. Um, but the 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 big piece that I want to look into is, is, is with speed is you can train both and you can train barrel control while also moving fast, right? Um, 
But yeah. again, a lot of it has to go with, again, a lot of it has to go with technique, right? I have, mm-hmm. I have more barrel control, right? When I'm moving more efficiently and I can control my barrel, right? When I'm yanking and twisting or I'm twisting my whole body back and I'm a one trick pony and I'm, again, I'm throwing this haymaker. I don't have a lot of adjustability in my haymaker. I have a lot of adjustability right. when I can step through and throw a hard, again, I'm going to throw a very hard right, right? But right. it might not be my hardest right, you know? For sure. And so, and so, uh, yeah, it's just understanding within all of that is like, we can do all of the things, but the problem is, is that there's a lot of people right now that are just isolating, isolating things. And I get why they're doing that because they are right. For example, you are going to move slower, right? When you're purely focused on technique, you're going to lift less weight when you're purely focused on technique in the very beginning, for sure. Right. I know that, you know what, you first came into the gym, today I'm making you do 30 pounds, you probably could pull 80, but when you start pulling 80, you start moving like crap, right? So what do yep. we do? We drop down the 30. Now, does that mean that again, yes, you're doing less weight, you're creating less force, but we're focused on technique, which will then lead to higher strength numbers or speed in this scenario. And this comes back to uh, Max, uh, Max's tweet where he really called out. And again, this is where I got with that is he called out JD Martinez and JD Martinez's exit velocities, super drop. Now, again, average exit velocity, super drop. There's a lot that goes into this. I'm going to do a full breakdown of JD Martinez here very soon. Okay. But what he said was, and the tweet was, was um, his hypothesis was that he had lower exit velocities because he was so focused on his technique rather than focused on rotating hard. I actually, um, it's funny because again, one of the things that um, I pulled from that is uh, first off, the reason that he was hitting balls hard in the first place was because he made big technique changes. Like he changed, obviously he he had one of the biggest swing overhauls um, you know, one of the swing biggest swing overhauls, but what I wanted to pull is that, uh, JD Martinez, I pulled a quote from him a month ago talking about what he was going to work on this off season and who would have thunk it. It wasn't on rotating hard. Um, what he said was, um, in a way it is more frustrating for Martinez that he knows what the issue is and still hasn't been able to fix it. And he knows the poor alignment of his hips are the reason he's not catching up to the fastball. And then um, he talked about up top, he goes, he goes, um, you know, he's talking about how like when he can't review, he can't review his film in the very beginning with COVID and all the stuff he couldn't get there early. He's talking about how we need, he couldn't have video like he was doing right. previously and he couldn't get there as early to get his early work on to work on his technique, right? Mm-hmm. That um, it was throwing him off because that's a big part of his game. Right. Right. So um, the last thing he said was um, he was like, he was like 100% hip slides, everything slides, you cut distance to the ball. And all of a sudden the fastball is doing this, uh, is doing this. You're and he's showing emotion, your hips, uh, your hips are doing, uh, your hips are doing this. And that's what, and that what, and that's what happens said Martinez. It's holding them back keeping them controlled. I've had very mobile hips, very loose hips, and they've been kind of out of control. It's something I'm aware of. And it's something I'm excited to get uh, to the off season and just grind the hell out of it. 
But okay, so again, he even admits that his technique is off. He knows what's wrong. He knows why he's not able to hit these balls clean. So that's another thing about exit velocity. Everybody's just like, oh, he's not rotating as hard. Yeah, but is he is he not getting the barrel to hit the ball square? If I hit the ball square and I have space to hit the ball square, I'm gonna hit the ball harder. I'm gonna hit the ball harder. Right. Right. So so that's a big thing is like, again, with that, and I'm going to do a swing breakdown of that. And it's funny that he said that about his hips, because I was literally in my breakdown as I was watching his swings for sure was that is that is uh, how his lower half actually looked like how it looked before he made the adjustments out. in uh, I think it was Detroit. Right. Right. Is that his his hips look very, um, um, very similar, uh, very similar to what they previously looked like instead of how the changes that he made. So I was going to bring right. that up. So it's interesting that he said those things. Um, he calls For it. Sure. Uh, there's there's a lot of things. I wouldn't just say hip sliding again. I'll, I'll break down, but he's, he's he's landing a little bit more open. He's pushing a little bit the lower half again. I'll, I'll do right. some, a, a breakdown to show, but yeah. Right. It's always interesting when you talk when you hear those guys that are in a funk. They never bring up speed. It's always like yeah. I need to slow down. I need to control mm-hmm. it more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't think that he could just spin and get the barrel up to speed to try to hit the fastball. Right. That's probably what he tried to do all year. Honestly, that's probably why he struggled because he wasn't moving well. And that forces the bat, you know, he just, he can't get up top speed to the fastballs. Right. Yeah. Um, And what I was going to say with that too, is like, if we don't think that Mike Trout, Harper actually, different story, but Trout, Stanton, all these guys can't get up to that high speed. You're wrong. They can get up to a very high speed. And create a lot of force that way. But there's a reason they don't. And there's a reason whenever they struggle, they always say, I need to slow down and control the barrel. I don't need it to go faster. Yeah. Right? For and for, go, ahead. go ahead. Finish with no, that. I was gonna say, good. for example, uh, again, I've pulled up to like 500 pounds, right? Deadlifts. Okay. Mm-hmm. But as my body started anatomically kind of changing, I started doing some different sports. Um, I started becoming and also too, I wasn't lifting as often right? Uh, my technique got off. Now I could still pull uh, that weight for a little while, but I started compensating to make it happen. Okay. And so what, so what happened is what I would end up doing every time is like, okay, this is what I used to pull. I could still pull it, but I'm probably going to get hurt to pull it. Right. And also too, it's not going to give me the results that I want because I'm not going to be working all the things I'm trying to work. Right. And also too, let's also just quickly before I move on, Hitting is much more complicated than pulling weight. Okay, let's get past that. Okay, sure. now what I have, to, what you have to do again in a weight room setting is you would go back, you would work on your form, you'd work on getting again all your stabilizers, your neutralizers, all of those extra uh, muscles, right? You'd get all of those things working and working in that sequence again, and then as you would start to build back up to that volume, to that, um, um, to that. Um, uh, just the feedback or the, um, I'm looking for a different word. Um, anyways, you're, you're, you're building back up to that stimulus. That's what I was looking for. You're building back up to that stimulus, right? So the thing is, is you would always go backwards again, take off how much weight you're pulling, right? Or how much speed you're pulling or whatever, right? And you would focus back on, um, you'd focus back on the movement so that I could move at that speed so that I could pull that weight and I could do it healthy and I could do it productively throughout. Right. Like, and that's the same exact thing. But again, we seem to get very confused 
And all we do is we look at and say, oh, this guy pulls this much weight. I got to be able to pull this much weight. Yes. But how you pull the weight is very important. For sure. It's not just going and putting up the same number. Right. That's why, too, a lot of these guys are very meticulous in their routines because, I mean, a lot of guys, and I've had this argument before, they're like, just turn the machine on and get the ball going fast and let's move fast and hit. Well, there's a reason that these guys hit off the tee. Trout will hit off the tee for, I don't know, an hour sometimes before he hits. And you don't think he can go in there and flip the machine on and start prepping some balls a little bit. But Mm -hmm. it's also about prepping the movement, like the movement's there. Just like we do in the weight room. We do at Utah Valley, we'd have a 45 minute warm up, 45 minute rollout warm up because we needed to get our muscles engaged and ready to fire at that top speed. Mm. Right. And I think, I think when we start training speed, there are certain windows that you move through in the swing and angles that like we can't train. You, I mean, you can in the weight room, but like you also have to move controlled through those, mob- through those uh, movements. And that's why I really sucked off the machine at Utah Valley. Is because I spun so fast that I could not control anything mm-hmm. because I never trained through the planes of motion that I needed to. To, you know your example, to, to your example, I mean, imagine this. Look, again, if we're doing lesser weight and you have crappy form, what's going to happen when I add weight to the bar? You're going to yeah. move. You're going to move Trouble. worse because you're trying to compensate even more. You're trying to leak into those compensations even more. So if I put you on the machine and you're already compensating and not moving well, what's going to happen? Or again, let's take away the machine. If I put you in the game, and when you're hitting a batting practice, you already don't have good technique, and it's already off, guess what's going to happen? You're gonna, it's just going to compound. You're just going to get even worse, right? So, um, and again, I could give a perfect example of this. Look, if I can't do it in my pad work, you think I'm just going to all of a sudden do it when I'm fighting a guy that's moving and trying to hit me and hit me in the face at the same time? No, mm-hmm. right? I have to be able to do it in my pad work first, right? And that's why I gave that example the other day of the, of the boxer or uh, the UFC fighter where he's working on that, uh, literally that exact punch and slipping and then coming over the top with his right hand is that he practiced that in pad work every single day right? Or however long he did it so that he could do it when the fight came and he would set the guy up to do that. The guy reaches, he does his moves, comes over the top, hits him on the right, right? Like he trained that into him to, to be able to do that stuff. And so that's my thing is, again, it's just so crazy that we can't, we have, yes, we need to be, we need to move forward. The game needs to continue to move forward, but at the same time with respect towards things that have already worked, right? Since the beginning of time, you think again? I, I give this example all the time. You think that the old the old school guys never thought like, why don't we just try to hit home runs? Why don't we right. just try to hit home runs? Why don't Why don't we just do that in BP every day? Mm-hmm. Of sure. course we can't, right? Because again, we already know what that leads to. Why don't we just try to pull the ball hard? Of every hitting every hitter is trying to do that. We already know that what that leads to. That's why hitting coaches talk about driving the ball the opposite way and being able to not just slap balls the opposite way, driving the ball the opposite way. And we all know and we've seen that those being marks of really great hitters. We all know that, but from an experiential knowledge. So when we go down the data path, we got to make sure that we don't get misled by looking at it ass backwards. And that's what happens when we start with the data and work backwards rather than start with the game and look at the data, right? Yeah. Like, look what we know to be true, right? And what coaches have been teaching since the beginning of time. Now, again, 
Is it always true? Is there more to the story than what we've always taught? Obviously, 100%. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that guys know from experience, right? That's going to happen. For example, I give this, I give this all the time. I said, listen, we know that a fire is hot, right? If I go into the study, what am I going to look for? The, you know, again, that the, the heat and I'm going to study the heat and what the thing is and all this stuff. If you, you, I don't need the study to tell me that the fire is hot, right? Right. So, so we need to start with what we know, experiential knowledge, right? Or what we think we know, right? And go measure those things and go, man, why does every hitting coach teach this? Why does, right. why does, I was just thinking about this one the other day. Why do you think so many hitting coaches at the youth level tell kids to swing down? Because why? Most of them are dragging the barrel. Their body, have, they have all this laxity. Their body's dragging the barrel. The barrel, barrel gets stuck behind them. And then they have this huge uppercut okay. when they swing at yeah. balls. Even with the even with a wiffle ball bat half the time, they're still doing that. Right. They're not strong enough yet. Not strong. So what happens yeah. is, is we tell them to do the, oh, the, from the top, right? To counter the barrel dropping from behind them. Now, don't get me wrong. Does everybody need that cue to swing from on the top? No, I get my nephew who's seven. Uh, a swing up cue all the time. Right? right. And I tell him that he needs to, he needs to golf more. I tell him that I'll say, Hey, act right. like you're golfing this ball. I tell him this all the time. Right. So my, my point with all those things is again, just like we, it could be, it's not that the science is wrong, but it could be very misleading when we isolate on one metric and then we say, okay, we look at this metric and then all we do. Um, one of the things they, they like to say too, um, not just <laughs> them, but other people, one of the things they like to say too, is they say speed is a skill. Yeah. So is strength. Strength is a skill, but how we, get, how we get strong and how we get, uh, how we move uh, to, to, to move fast is also important. See, I would, I would, I mean, there's a component, there's a skill component to creating speed, but speed isn't the skill in my opinion. I think it's a byproduct of the skill that you might have, but when we're training speed, what are you really training in the body? What are we training? Can you, can you train speed or is it well, a product I, of the way we move? Well, that's what I'm trying to say. But I think that that's, I mean, the same thing too, is like, it's a, a skilled coordination. you like, it, it does like, again, for you to move fast, everything has to be coordinated together. You have to have your fixators. You have to have your, everything has to be stable. There are all these things have to be worked. Like you could have all the strength and not be able, and also the power to be able to move fast. But if you're not coordinating the, your legs aren't doing this right motion, your techniques off, like it, I, I, definitely coordination of all the stuff i again that's like i mean that's the topic of it being would, a skill but i guess what i would say just because you're creating high speed doesn't mean you're skilled at creating high speed if you create 110 miles an hour and you hit 100 you're not skilled at creating speed now if you can do it and you hit 300 okay i'd say you're pretty skilled at creating the speed and hitting baseball if we're talking about translating to the game and yeah, that's where maybe, i think it gets and, lost and maybe and maybe Maybe is, it, is, is, is there is a skill i'm not don't hear what i'm not saying but i'm saying if we're talking about hitting the baseball yeah we shouldn't just say i got to this number so i'm skilled at creating speed because you're not you're skilled at creating speed but you're not skilled at hitting the baseball well that's that's so that's, are you really that's are, what is I was it a say. skill so well but that's what i was going to say <laughs> you might be skilled at at you're skilled enough to be able to create this number that is a skill right. great but that's not the game Yes, right. 
You can, yes, you're skilled enough to create this number or this much force. Cool. That is your skill. But the problem is, is that skill, right, doesn't necessarily translate to you're going to be a great hitter. Right now, if I'm a skilled hitter, that's different. It has a lot more components than me just being able to create a certain amount of speed. Right. So that's, those are different skills, right? It is a skill. It's just a different skill. Right. It's not, it's not, there's not direct correlation where I can rotate this hard and do whatever. So now I'm going to be a great hitter. Right. I guess, I guess it, um, more what I mean is the skill of hitting the baseball. Yeah. The speed is irrelevant if you can't hit. Correct. And I made that O chart and I went back and forth a little bit. I, I, I don't think either of us took it ill intention, but I'm not saying there isn't a minimum speed you need, right? There is a minimum speed. It's not because he responded and said, well, I can, I can bunt and it's mm-hmm. going to give me a better chance to hit. Of course, we need to get the barrel up to speed, but you look at those guys that have the high bat speeds. What are they usually? They're pretty physical because they can control the barrel. They can stop it. You need to be able to stop and decelerate. And a lot of young kids that they, they can't. They're just not strong. If I wasn't, I was pretty physical and curls and benching. I looked pretty, and you know, I took all the tool shed Tuesday pictures, but I couldn't stop. I hit ninety five mile an hour bat speed and hit a buck ninety, where I got to Sterling. And I controlled the barrel a lot more and stopped. And I didn't focus on speed. I focused on efficiency and time to contact. And I could hit. You know what I'm saying? And so don't get fooled by what you see on TV of guys that are really strong and can really stop and really create speed in in tight windows just to create speed, period. Yeah. I think that's where people miss the boat is – for the sure. numbers are great, and it, it goes back to what Bleak always used to say. Are we, are we studying this because it's important, or is it important to us because we can quantify it? Like, there are two different things, right? Yeah. Is it important enough to study, or are we studying it because we think it's important? And yeah. I guess that's up to interpretation. because yeah. Well, because this is the other argument as well, and this is the other argument that is always made, and again, I have no problem countering this either, is that – well, why can't there's times where we're just purely working on speed and other times where we're purely working on technique. Why can't we separate the two? <laughs> the problem with that is, is you're always patterning the body. If you're teaching your body to create force in this way, this speed in this way, you are training technique. So now you're countering your technique training because one without the other, it's again, it's just like me saying, okay, I'm going to train. And again, this is where guys go into, again, they purely from a strength and conditioning standpoint, I'm going to take these med balls and it's, we're just going to throw this ball at the wall as hard as we can. And we're going to train us to rotate hard. And then when I'm hitting, I'm just going to work on hitting. It sounds good. But the problem is, is your body doesn't see it that way. Your body sees it as I need to rotate hard, right. And, and create force with this object through my levers right? Kinematic sequence. If I'm not kinematically and technique, right? Doing how I'm creating speed and I'm compensating when I'm doing that, what's going to happen when I grab the baseball bat? The same exact thing. So what happens is, is an organizations have this problem all the time. The hitting coach goes off and he's been working with this guy for hours to work on his technique and all this stuff. Then he goes to the strength and conditioning coach. The guy gives him the med ball and says, Hey, just throw it against the wall as hard as you can. They just erased Right. We already knew this is how his body wants to create force by yanking and and spinning and all the stuff. Now, again, when he goes back over to hit again, you're countering what the hitting coach just did with them. Right. You're reinforcing the bad, the the, the bad pattern. So, yeah, Yeah. I think that that's 
you know, that's important. Yeah. I think that, and I've been on, I've been onto this a lot, the conditioning, reinforcing neuroplasticity in adults, like you nailed it there. We're our brain, our body doesn't know the difference. Like it's our brain that's saying I need to move my finger or my brain that's saying I need to complete the task, right? We're always conditioning the movement pattern, whether we're training speed, whether we're training technique, just like you said. And that's where people miss it is I'm just going to, I'm just going to train speed. You're not because you're consistently training those bad movement patterns to hit always. That's why I, I liked the machine maybe for one day a week, but I knew that I kind of cheated and I started to compensate off the machine. And I told Dinkle that I said, look, I like the machine, but if I take too many bad swings in a row, I just need to stop because yeah, I'm going to start wiring that we play tomorrow mm-hmm. and your brain just, it, it responds to the stimuli. My eyes see it and it's going to react the best way it knows. So yeah. if I take 500 bad swings before off the tee for game day, mm-hmm. it's probably going to fall into the pattern. Yeah. Right? And, and, and you got to bring in all the psych, I'm going to do your role here, bring in all the psychological stuff that comes in. Right. For example, when I'm, when I'm fighting, when I'm fighting a guy, right. Or again, we're just touch sparring, right. It's not real fight. We're just touch sparring like a machine. Okay. Or even if I'm doing pad work and the guy's just like hitting me back, if I keep getting tapped up and he keeps tapping me in the face, even though he's not hurting me, he keeps tapping me. That starts getting into my subconscious, right? That starts getting into my subconscious that like, I'm getting tagged up doing pads. I'm getting tagged up doing machine. This, I already know what's coming out the machine and it's a fastball and I can't hit it. And it's right down the middle. Right. That starts getting into your head. Then you start getting frustrated. Right. Then I start getting frustrated. Then I start trying to throw harder and harder punches. And like, again, the same thing in um, fighting, it's the same thing is they want. Yeah. Your opponent tries to get you to get sloppy. That's what you'll have guys on the mound. They'll yell at the hitters and tell guys to get back in the box and they'll do all this stuff. Why? Oh, I love that. I got you. They're trying to get you off the game. Yeah. I used to do that all the time. You're beat. I'm in your head now. Exactly. I'll throw that cookie in here. I'll head out of the park. Yeah. And then, and then that's, and that's the thing too, is that getting guys flustered um, with some of that stuff, or again, you know, and and hitters doing the same thing to pitchers, right? You have a guy, I know, for example, guys are trying to get me rattled. I try to, I try to throw it harder. I'd yank my chest, drag my arm and leave a, you know, cookie right over the middle of the plate. Boom. The guy has a double off me. And you're like, again, yeah, you try to create more force, but instead your technique slipped and now you left a cookie for a guy to hit, you know? So, right. Um, yeah. And that's another thing. It's again, too, if you want to move at top speeds, right. Working on your brakes is going to help you work at top, at, at top speeds. Like, again, if I want to be able uh, to squat the most amount of weight, like my eccentric portion is also very important, right. Of me being able to squat the most amount of weight, because again, one that counters all my movement, my body, my brain knows what I can pick up and lift and put down. And it feels safe. Your body's always trying to, uh, to survive first, right. So that's our, um, that's our uh, thing is that we always want to, sur- our body wants to survive first. It's going to perform later. If mm-hmm. your performance is going to you know, hurt you or whatever, your body most of the time is going to say, no, I don't want to do that. Right. I'm going to try For to stop sure. it from happening. And even if, you, sure. even if you do force it to do that, that's when injury, all these injuries start happening too. So yep. you don't want it to, uh, again, you want to build up all these other things as well. So again, yeah. I know this isn't going to be the end of the end of the debate right? But it is, again, I wanted to explain some of these things that are a lot harder to explain in, you know, a couple characteristics on Twitter of some of the go back and forth of being like, look, I'm not saying you're an idiot. Like, I see what you're, I see what you're saying. 
right? Sure. And I respect what you're saying, but here's another layer that I want to bring into us having an, you know, a conversation about this, right? Right. Especially too, I think that, and I was thinking about this with the positive reinforcement, you're cueing. It's a cue that works for some guys. Swing fast, move yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. It's a cue. Yeah. And we, we're trying to back the data with the cue, but it doesn't work for everybody. I think fast, I'm not going to hit because I tried. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell you what, mm-hmm. if I went to driveline and, and BP and off the machine, I'd probably, they'd probably put me on their Twitter because I can get the bat speed moving fast, but they wouldn't be posting any game footage of me. <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like, same for me. I'd, I'd been, I'd been, I was, I was tipping and yanking, boy. I, I mean, boy. I was, I, I was trying to get this little body the, moving. For sure. There's a reason. There's a reason that those guys had me rated high because I could move the bat. I could. I could run fast. I could throw hard. Yeah. But it took me about five minutes to get up to top speed, and Mm. now we're here doing the podcast, Joe. Here we are. I guess. I guess that's how it worked out for me. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. There's a lot of other things to touch on there, but again, there's again, it's a it's a good way to get the conversation going and some. Uh, good points that I think we dropped some nuggets in there just for some people. Something to something that I want you guys to do is respond. Tell us on Twitter. If you don't agree with us, perfect. Because yep. that's, that's the only way we'll push forward. Correct. And and fellas, don't be scared to respond to the tweets when we ask you to. Mm-hmm. I know Joey might be come off a little mean, but he's <laughs> not gonna he's no he won't bite. Come on. Yeah, no, I'm sure this will turn into a conversation too, It'll probably spread to the uh some of the driveline guys and maybe they'll respond to us too. So see how that flies out yeah. and uh, we'll go from there. Um, well, here we are. We made it. Wrapping her up. We okay. It. Well, um, we have uh, bomb mechanics two coming out very soon. So if you're not a farm plus member, uh, don't be a bum. All right. Pull it together. Pull it together. What, what are you doing? What are we doing? We I mean, it's, it's comical. I mean, I'm sitting here. I told Joy last night. I'm like, it's just, I mean, come on. You wake up and you eat, don't you? You, <laughs> you drink water, right? You drink water, right? Um, so yeah, guys, get signed up for Farm Plus. All right. I'm, I'm listening. I, I can only say it so many times. Sign up now. All right. That's yep. all I, I'm, I'm dropping as many hints as I can give you without, without our investors and Bo getting mad at me. All right. Yeah. Sign up. Now. 100%. All right. Got, I got a muzzle on him, so we'll see. All right. See how it works. Sign up now. That's all I can say. Sign up now because now I'm just pushing the, the, the thing. All right. So um, from us, from us and our boys over at 40, let's get 40 a pump. All right. 40, baby. From us and our boys over at 40 Motion. Farm System out. <laughs>